Hello, and welcome back to Technotrends, a podcast that looks at the ways technology is changing our society. I'm Eliza Schoenweiss, student of the Science Focus Program in Lincoln, Nebraska. Last week, I was sick with a very bad cough, and I was unable to make an episode. But this week, I've been feeling much better, and now have the potential to discuss with you what web search interfaces were developed in the early days of the internet, how they evolved, and what part Google played in this technological game. Stay with us. Google and other search engines are smarter than ever before, using machine learning to help process and rank information, and can understand natural human speech. But the internet wasn't always so easy to navigate. There was a time when you had to know the exact wording of a website's title to find it. Search results were riddled with spam, and getting new content indexed by the search engines could take weeks to complete. But luckily for us, search engines have certainly changed. But I'm going to be looking at the very first internet search engine to start out this podcast. Archie was an early search program that indexed files on Anonymous File Transfer Protocol, or FTP, servers, and allowed users to search for specific files. Archie was created by a team of students at McGill University in 1990, before the World Wide Web led to the adoption of hypertext as a means of navigation. Archie helped users find files in the directories of public hosts that they might never have otherwise discovered. Archie was short for Archiver, and that's exactly what it did. It ran a script that gathered data from accessible FTP servers and created a database of all the files on publicly accessible FTP sites. This index could then be searched by users resulting in a list of file matches and the FTP site where it could be found. Archie used regular expressions to handle its search queries. Archie inspired later search programs called Veronica and Judgehead, but none of these could index the content of a file, just the file name. Archie dwindled in importance as the web expanded, bringing new competitors and new methods of search. Internet web search interfaces developed from the early 90s didn't succeed well. However, there were a few of them that were able to succeed. One of these was Yahoo. Yahoo was started at Stanford University, founded in January of 1994 by Jerry Yang and David Filu, who were both electrical engineering graduate students when they created a website named Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web. The guide was a directory of other websites organized in a hierarchy as opposed to a searchable index of pages. In April of 1994, Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web was renamed Yahoo. 
The word Yahoo is a backronym for yet another hierarchy organized oracle. Yahoo grew rapidly throughout the 1990s and diversified into a web portal, followed by numerous high-profile acquisitions. While Yahoo.com domain was created in January of 1995, by the end of 1994, Yahoo had already received 1 million hits. Yang and Philo realized that their website had massive business potential, and on March 2nd of 1995, Yahoo was incorporated. Yang and Philo sought out the advice of entrepreneur Randy Adams for a recommendation of venture capital firm, and Adams introduced him to Michael Moritz, who, on April 5th of 1995, provided Yahoo with two rounds of venture capital, raising approximately 3 million USD. On April 12th of 1996, Yahoo had its initial public offering, raising $33.8 million by selling 2.6 million shares at the opening bid of $13 each. The word Yahoo had previously been trademarked for barbecue sauce, knives, and human-propelled watercraft. Therefore, in order to get control of the trademark, Yang and Philo added the exclamation part to the name. However, the exclamation mark is often incorrectly omitted when referring to Yahoo. In the late 1990s, Yahoo, MSN, Lycos, Excite, and other web porters were growing rapidly. Web portal providers rushed to acquire companies to expand their range of services, generally with the goal of increasing the time each user stays within the portal. On March 8th of 1997, Yahoo acquired the online communications company known as 411. 411's web mail service, Rocket Mail, was eventually converted into Yahoo Mail. Throughout the rest of the decade, Yahoo acquired other companies, such as ClassicGames.com, Yo-Yo Dine Entertainment, and GeoCities. Yahoo converted these into Yahoo Games. Other services that Yahoo created were Yahoo Messenger and Yahoo Groups. Although when acquiring companies, Yahoo often changed the relevant terms service. For example, they claimed intellectual property rights for content on their servers, unlike the previous policies of the companies they acquired. As a result, many of the acquisitions were controversial and unpopular with the users of the existing servers. Despite this, Yahoo still had a pretty good legacy. Up until the 2000s, they were doing quite well. Yet, I'm going to move on to another subject, and that subject is Google. Stay with us. As I'm sure you know, Google is currently a worldwide service that allows almost anyone to search up almost anything on the internet, but it didn't begin this way. Google began in 1998 as a research project by Larry Page and Sergey Brin, who are both PhD students at Stanford University. In the search of a dissertation theme, 
Page had been considering, among other things, exploring the mathematical properties of the World Wide Web, understanding its link structure as a huge graph. His supervisor, Terry Winograd, encouraged him to pick this idea, and Page focused on the problem of finding out which web pages link to a given page, based on the consideration that number and nature of such backlinks was valuable information about that page. In his research project, nicknamed Backrub, Page was soon joined by Bryn, who was supported by a Natural Science Foundation graduate fellowship. Bryn was already a close friend whom Page had met in the summer of 1995, when Page was part of a group of potential new students that Bryn had volunteered to show around the campus. Both Bryn and Page were working on the Stanford Digital Library Project, or SDLP, whose goal was to develop the enabling technologies for a single, integrated, and universal digital library, and it was funded through the National Science Foundation, among other federal agencies. Page's web crawler began exploring the web in March of 1996, with Page's own Stanford homepage serving as the only starting point. To convert the Batlink data that it gathered for a given wave page into a measure of importance, Bryn and Page developed the page rank algorithm. While analyzing the backrub's output, for which for a given URL consisted of a list of backlinks ranked by importance, the pair realized that a search engine based on PageRank would produce better results than existing techniques. Convinced that the pages with the most links to them from other highly relevant web pages must be the most relevant pages associated with a search, Page and Bryn tested their thesis as part of their studies and laid the foundation for their search engine. The first version of Google was released in August of 1996 on the Stanford website. It used nearly half of Stanford's entire network bandwidth. In the late 1990s, originally the search of engine used Stanford's website with the domains of google.standard.edu. The domain google.com was registered on September 15th of 1997, and they formally incorporated Google as a company in September of 1998 in their friend Susan Wohaltz's garage in California. Both Bryn and Page had been against using advertising pop-ups in a search engine or an advertising-funded search engine model. And they wrote a research paper in 1998 on the topic while they were still students. They changed their minds early on and allowed simple text ads. By the end of 1998, Google had an index of about 60 million pages. The homepage was still marked beta, but in an article in Salem.com, already argued that Google's search results were better than those of competitors like Hotbot or Excite.com, and it was praised for being more technologically innovated than the overloaded portal sites like Yahoo, which at that time, during the growing dot-com bubble, were seen as the future of the web. In early 1999, Bryn and Page decided they wanted to sell Google to Excite, they went to Excite CEO and offered to sell it to him for $1 million. He rejected the offer. Vinod Kashala, one of Excite's venture capitalists, talked the duo down to seven hundred but Bell still rejected it. In March of 1999, the company moved into offices at 165th Avenue 
in Palo Alto, home to several other noted Silicon Valley technology startups. After quickly outgrowing two other sites, the company leased a complex of buildings in Mountain View from Silicon Graphics in 2003. The company has remained at this location ever since, and the complex has since been known as the Googleplex. In 2006, Google bought the property from SGI for $319 million. In the 2000s, the Google search engine attracted a loyal following among the growing number of internet users, who liked its simple design. In the year 2000, Google began selling advertisements associated with search keywords. The ads were text-based to maintain an uncluttered page design to and to maximize page loading speed. Keywords were sold on a, based on a combination of price bid and click-throughs, with bidding starting at $0.05 cents per click. This model of selling keyword advertising was first pioneered by Goto.com. When the company changed names to Overture Services, it sued Google over alleged infringements of the company's pay-for-click and bidding patents. Overture Services would later be bought by Yahoo and renamed Yahoo Search Marketing. The case was then settled out of court. Google agreed to issue shares of common stock to Yahoo in exchange for a perpetual license. While many of its dot-com rivals failed in the new internet marketplace, Google quietly rose to stature while generating a large quantities of revenue. Google's declared code of contact is, quote, don't be evil, a phrase which they went so far as to include in their prospectus, otherwise known as S1, for their 2004 IPO, noting that, quote, we believe strongly that in the long term, we will be better served as shareholders and in all other ways by a company that does good things for a world, even if we forego some short-term gains. Sorry for that interruption. What I was trying to say is that Google said, quote, We believe strongly that, in the long term, we will be better served as shareholders, and in all other ways, by a company that does good things for the world, even if we forego some short-term games. Now, when we think of Google, it's not just some search engine, it's how we all connect together. Google is made up of many different things, Gmail, Google Drive, things that we use on a daily basis that can help us message others and store valuable information. One of the reasons why Google changed the industry of search engines was because of how personalized it was. It felt easy to access by users who wouldn't know how to type in the exact keywords. People were able to ask questions, put in simple phrases, and get hundreds of thousands of results. It revolutionized it and made it so that anyone could use it which is why it's the most present browser that currently exists. Yeah. Um. Google's nice. Over. And. Out. That was technological trends with Elijah Schoenweiss.
good luck and see you next time. Thank you.